Hello, welcome to Give Me One Reason. I think we're at episode maybe 15 or 16. My name is Kathy Taylor. I am interviewing my friend here, Bobby Heckel. Welcome, Bobby. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You drove an hour today to come and do this with me. Yes, I did. Bless your heart. Yeah, thank you. Bobby thank is you. a former student. I enjoyed having him in class. He was I, quite the character. Great teacher. Did great you enjoy teacher. class? Oh my gosh, class was just an absolute blast. Yeah. And I actually, I love public speaking, and that's yeah. probably what I'm going to go into. Beautiful. In some, yeah. some form, so... Your class just allowed me to personify what I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, I, I will never forget you. You did great. <laughs> and um, I loved it. You made it very entertaining. And um, you took to heart what I said. And, man, it was good. Yeah, that's been, was that two years ago or a year oh, ago? Oh, gosh, honey. I think it was at least probably two semesters ago. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting old. Time goes so fast. <laughs> You're getting old. How old are you, Bobby? 20. 20. Oh, my gosh. 20. I thought you were a little older. Oh. 20. That's no, crazy. No, I'm a young. I'm I, I guess I for college I started I, I started college when I was seventeen. So okay, okay, yeah, you see. I've been like I've been around the I've been around yeah. the block for so a while. So are you still in or what or what? Yeah, I graduate next fall. I graduate next uh, spring. Oh, wonderful! I take summer classes. Wow, at twenty one, that's amazing. And then I'll probably go for my doctorate somewhere. Good for you. Get my doctorate in communications, and then I can. Yeah, well, have a platform. Yeah. Would you like to be a professor or would you I, like to do research? I think I'd like to, I think I'd like to be kind of a, I think, a, I think where I'm seeing myself is a public speaker mm -hmm. in general mm -hmm. and a, maybe even something along the lines of even if a Tony Robbins type character oh. where you can actually make people's lives better. Absolutely. Because I feel like that's something that's important in society today is benefiting yeah. people and benefiting. That's what I grew up learning from my parents and yeah. If I know I can make someone's life better by yeah. giving them the gift of gab, yeah. if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Then I think that's just the best. I love Anthony Robbins. I think that he uh, he's very gifted at drawing people out and being vulnerable. I like his podcast. I've been listening to his podcast. Um, it's just about it's just about community. I feel. Yeah. In the more we in this in this world that we're in now, community is so important mm -hmm. because this country's never been more divided. Mm -hmm. Think of. You, I go on Facebook. I see mm -hmm. seven different seven different beliefs, and they're all right. Mm -hmm. They're all right in their own way. Because even if you look at the way I like looking at things mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. if we think about the heroes of stories and the villains of stories. Mm -hmm. The villain is the hero from their perspective. Yeah. Are you an Avenger guy? Uh, the Marvel I, Universe. I am a proud Avenger. Okay. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. I have become it in the last couple of years, thankfully to my husband, who like made me go through all the like Thors and Captain Americas, and but I saw when I saw Avenger: The Infinity War, right? Is that Spoilers. What okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to kind of think about uh, what's his name? Who's the bad guy. The big bad Thanos. guy. Thanos. And I began to think about, um, is he really bad? You know what I mean? It's like, it was really interesting. It kind of made me think about it. Because, I mean, there were so many resources on the planet. And so, and he didn't, like, discriminate on who he picked. There were some things random. you could, right, it was random. And so, it was kind of interesting. It kind of made my mind go, huh, walking out of there. And I actually had some real, like, philosophical thoughts about this silly movie when well, I left. Well, that's just a great story of villains. I mean, think of I think the the greatest villains I've seen in the cinema universe so yeah, far, yeah. Like comic book wise, yeah, has been Heath Ledger's Joker mm. and Thanos. Yeah, because if you think if you think about what they are, mm -hmm. 
I mean, there's an old saying, Heath Ledger's Joker, madness is like gravity, all it needs is a little bit of a push. And mm-hmm. I see that being more and more relevant mm-hmm. and just people pushing the envelope socially and how we're going for yeah. madness. And then if you look at Thanos, he's trying to promote balance. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can actually tie this in a lot to religious-wise with mm-hmm. If you look at, I, I grew up with Judeo-Christian values. My mother's mm-hmm. Jewish and my father is a Catholic. So mm, I've seen, interesting. I've seen both sides of the coin. Yeah. I've seen both yeah. sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can actually tie in how, uh, if you remember the, if you remember, I'm not sure, let's say the story, let's take the story of Noah, for example, mm-hmm. the great flood. Mm-hmm. God, the world is in turmoil, so he decides to hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. Is that God being merciful or is that God being punishing? Mm-hmm. I personally, I have a relationship with God. My family mm-hmm. taught me to believe in God. Mm-hmm. And they said they don't care what I am. I can be whatever as long as you have a good relationship with something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you see that act as being merciful? The flood? I don't, I don't, I honestly don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think that at some point our leader, I think at some point God is almost as if, uh, he's a, he's obviously like a giant leader in the mm-hmm. world and how we think mm-hmm. and how we personify things mm-hmm. and I think that is merciful, a merciful way to do it mm. but I know a lot of people's biggest mm-hmm. fear is drowning mm. also mm-hmm. it's one of the top it's one of the top fears in America yeah I'm not sure what number it is I'm not gonna yeah. say I would hate to drown my word biggest fear would be to burn I think burning well that's what's like... gonna happen next apparently if you, uh, God said in the scriptures, mm-hmm. the Torah, the mm-hmm. uh, Bible, that he will never flood the earth again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that leads on me another option, mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little disconcerting. Um, <laughs> do you feel like people your age are mostly like believers? Like, what do you feel about your generation? How do you think they see God as a whole? What are some generalizations? I think... I think my generations are kind of like the modern hippies mm-hmm. where we don't need, uh, I think we, the way I see the world is, I think we're a lot, I think for me personally, I listen to a lot of the Beatles, a lot of the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. so I'm very, yeah. I'm very, I very much try to expand mm-hmm. my spirit. I've read the mm-hmm. Quran, uh, oh gosh, I've read books on the science of Buddhism, meditation. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I practice meditation now. Mm-hmm. The Torah I've read, mm-hmm. the Bible, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through I've gone through a lot of religions mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the past couple of years. And I feel personally I'm connected spiritually, but I'm not sure if it's to a certain religion. Mm-hmm. Because I think the idea of Christ is the idea of Christ is interesting. We've heard that story twelve yeah. times. Yeah. With the God of Horus initially. That's so true. So yeah. how do we know if that's how do we yeah. know how do we know? Like you're mm-hmm. a pre- you were a preacher, if I remember correctly. I am, yeah. Mm-hmm. Since you're a preacher, how do you mm-hmm. how do you comprehend the idea of Christ if you've heard the story twelve times before well, in early history? Funny, I never knew that the Christ story was repeated. Um, I'm gonna write that down. I'm making notes as we speak to, <laughs> about your bio. Um, I remember going with a friend who was an atheist to see the movie Religious. Did you ever see that with Bill Maher? No. Okay, well, I went with him, and we saw, it, we saw it in the theater. And that was the first time I was encountered with the idea that there was Horus the sun god, that there was all these other Christ stories. Mm-hmm. 
that came before Christ, but they were kind of the same, like born of a virgin. Resurrected three days resurrected later. Resurrected. Water three, to wine. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like miracles were the same, being the son of God, resurrected. And my friend at the time was like, see, how could the Jesus story be real if it had already been over and over? I thought the opposite. I thought it gave more validity to the Christ story because if God is real, he didn't just start loving people 2,000 years ago when our historic Jesus came, okay? Mm -hmm. He would have been relating to people throughout the beginning of time and telling the redemption story. The fact other cultures and civilizations had the same redemption story of Christ figure, of Christ figure, wow, kind of made me think God has been trying to tell everyone all along. It kind of gave, made me feel better about God because I used to worry about all the people before Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if Jesus was the first, what about the thousands and millions of people that lived before then? And so the fact that God had tried to reach them with the redemption story too kind of gave me more validity. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. It gave you, it gave you an avenue. It gave you an avenue to project the idea of I think it gave you an avenue to project the idea of Christ itself. Yeah. And yeah. that if you've heard Christ once, then who's to say that your your story is the false one or yeah. anything like that. I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Now for me personally, mm-hmm. I am a, I am a practicing Jew. Yeah. So the idea of Christ to me is Yeah. I I, I did have a I did have a first communion. Yeah. So I'm not gonna Okay, that's interesting. That but I but my mom's Jewish and Actually, my uh, obviously, when your mother's Jewish, you're always Jewish because it carries through the mother. Yeah. But I really didn't start practicing my faith until yeah. about, I'd say, freshman year of college when I took a religious studies class. Wow. And that actually turned me more to my Jewish heritage and my Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love, the, I love the idea of Christ, and mm-hmm. I don't see anything wrong about believing into a figure like that because the mm-hmm. way I see it is you can't. The, the reason why the way the reason why I'm also like another reason why it's great to be Jewish is mm-hmm. because Judaism is the head seat of Christianity and Islam. Mm-hmm. So if you believe in the original, the God yeah. of Abraham, Amen. Yeah, you are as long as long as you're worshiping a God of some type, mm-hmm. and all these religions just promote love. So mm-hmm. I'm just a loving individual, I guess. Yeah, and I think it's good if you know the roots of Islam and the roots of Christianity. Both come from Abraham, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a big fight on my Facebook right now about there. Was, I had a meme with a Muslim, a Christian Palestinian, saying that they call God Allah over there. Yeah, because Arabic. Right, it's and that's their Arabic word for God. And people in my Facebook here were freaking out. No, it's a false god. And I'm like, it's all the God of Abraham. The Jew worships the God of Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. The Muslim worships the God of Abraham, <laughs> and the Christian claims to worship the God of Abraham. Exactly. Right. So. It's I it's we get really hung up on semantics. You should put on uh, you should put on your Facebook right now that here's my uh, daily jihad and go through your struggles because yeah. a jihad just means yeah. struggle. I a know. lot of people think I know. A lot of people think jihad is they some would freak terrible the fuck out. No terrible offense, words. <laughs> they think it's just an awful word. I know, like I want to bomb a building or you something. You want to, yeah. but yeah. it just means this is your daily struggle. struggle. I know. It's just it's. I think that's a lot of post nine eleven. Absolutely. It's post 9-11, but that's the most traumatic event for most people's right. lives. It's a lot like when 
It's a lot like when JFK got shot. Right. Even though it was like truck. six people of a religion that has five billion followers all oh across gosh, the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, my great great my great grandparents were Muslim, in North Dakota. They came from Syria and uh, Lebanon. Wow. So I am Lebanese, and Syrian and Norwegian. Oh Isn't that weird? That's kind oh of a weird gosh. thing. Yeah. But um, I remember my great grandfather praying with prayer beads and. Um, saying prayers and nobody thought it was weird back then, but that was before 9-11, you know, mm-hmm. it was so I um, I'm kind of proud of my heritage being Middle Eastern and having some Islamic flavor in my background. Yeah um, I don't know the rebel in me that makes me happy <laughs> so, yeah. It's just it's just all it's all I think that with our generation too. Mm-hmm. We are becoming more understanding mm-hmm. We are, we more are tolerant, more, of toler- other more tolerant yeah. of others. Good for you, honey, because my generation has no tolerance. I feel like it's like, be like us or get out, you know? That's what I'm feeling, like, it feels like. I feel like it comes from both sides now, too, the conservatives yeah. and the liberals. Yeah. Either way, it's you got to pick a side. You can't play the yeah. You can't play the field. Yeah. I, so, do I, I, for me personally, some yeah. things I like that Trump does, other things I don't like that Trump does. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I can definitely, I don't, I don't think I can definitively say Mm-hmm. one thing or another because for me to have a whole opinion on somebody mm-hmm. I don't know the whole I don't know the whole Donald Trump story I mean I know of the general background but I've never spent a day with him I don't know mm-hmm. how, what he's like do mm-hmm. I approve of some of his actions mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. I, I know you are a bit you do not you do not care for Donald Trump. I remember that was the you first thing that you that? said. Do you remember that? That was oh the first God. thing you said in your class. Oh, is that really? That was the first thing oh, you I said. I think I was warning people. Because it I w- didn't want to offend anybody. Yeah. It was your first day, and you said that one kid tried doing a Make America Great Again presentation. Yeah, he did a great presentation. And he said, did I turn you? And you said, I don't think so. <laughs> no, but he did a great speech. Yeah. He did a great Tommy. speech. He was awesome. Yeah. He did a great speech. Uh-huh. I remember that. I remember you that. You remember that, huh? Golden. You got me, huh? <laughs> I got you. Do you remember anything else I said? I remember a lot. Of okay. what you said. I remember your old lectures oh, and everything. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> but that I just remember wrong. that was one of the first things that you said, and that stuck with me because it just really made me, mm-hmm. it just made me just, I like when a professor's honest about what they do instead of, yeah. if you, I respect anyone. I respect mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a gay uncle mm-hmm. and I, I grew up with him and I love him to death. Yeah. And I love my family to death. I just, my biggest beef with Donald Trump, can I be honest with you? Yeah, of course. Is that he's not somebody I can tell my disabled, childlike son that he could respect. He belittles people. He insults people. He divides us as a country. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. He is not respectful to women. Um, looks at them as sexual objects by his own words. I don't need to even, his policies are actually way down the line for me. I feel like I feel like he couldn't be voted on to, to lead this university. It's I feel like okay, we had a chancellor, you know, in our university that she didn't do anything wrong but her husband did or something. Oh, I remember that. Right, right, right. Because of that it colored her career, right? Mm-hmm. If Donald Trump couldn't even become the chancellor of my campus, why should he have the moral integrity to be able to run our country 
No, let me now. Let me and answer that. Yeah. Now let me play the flip side of the coin. Please, now this please. is in my now this is in my belief, but I feel like the sure. devil's advocate's constantly I necessary. I love the devil's advocate. Okay. Okay. So let's take Hillary Clinton. Okay. As a presidential candidate, we're gonna run these two. Okay. So we know with the emails from WikiLeaks with Debbie Walsherman Schultz okay. that Bernie Sanders would have actually more than likely had the nomination yes, right. with the superdelegates. Mm-hmm. So we know Hillary Clinton had campaign ties there mm-hmm. with corruption. Mm-hmm. We know through some emails mm-hmm. that Hillary Clinton potentially had a nuclear arms deal to Russia. Potentially. Hmm. I'm not I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if that's a conspiracy theory, but I've seen that. I'm not gonna promote that as fact, but let's just say okay. let's just say we're we're promoting the rumor mill here. Okay. Now how can you tell me that Hillary Clinton with arguably one of the I think that she's a very, she's a woman who needs to be respected for what she's done for women's rights. Yes. But her track record, consistency, mm-hmm. has not been the best. If you're if you're mm-hmm. a CEO, mm-hmm. and you've gone and you've failed at four uh, jobs, mm-hmm. then why would I hire you for, to be the president? Okay. Because she supported the Iraq War, mm-hmm. and that was and Bernie was the one who didn't support the Iraq War, mm-hmm. so she supported the Iraq War. Mm-hmm. She, she messed up the Benghazi incident, mm-hmm. which are just two right there. There's two right there. So there's two arguments why she should not, mm-hmm. and that's dip, that's diplomacy. She arguably damaged our relationship with Russia even more. Mm-hmm. And also, she did give a little bit of she did give a little bit of room with pulling out of Iraq so fast as Secretary of State with mm-hmm. Obama. Mm-hmm. For these uh, Islamic radical insurgent groups to okay. grow, so like creating ISIS. Create. Kind of I'm not gonna say she created ISIS. A vacuum for yeah. it because when the United okay. States leaves and we uh-huh. go in and we create this damage mm-hmm. with war, we should stay to see it out, not just pull out when it's not to our best interest. Fair enough, Bobby. I just think that the devil's advocates. Now, I'm not saying this is mine, but I just think that if we're gonna see both candidates mm-hmm. for what they are, mm-hmm. let's call it, let's call it what it is. She was arguably. I think we could call her corrupt and we can call Donald Trump narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I think those are the two ways we could describe the 2016 election. We have yeah. one person we know is the quote-unquote swamp, mm-hmm. and the other person we know is in the business swamp. I think it was the argument of two swamps. So it's too bad Bernie didn't get in because he was my, my, my vote. Well now, well, now we're hearing about Bernie, and Bernie's mm-hmm. part of the 1%. Yeah. So how do we... And if you want to relate to, mm-hmm. if you want to relate to the common American people, well, you mean because he's a millionaire, because he has two point five million. Mm-hmm. And the things with the, you know, with his, uh, he, I think he strong armed a bank to giving his wife a loan hmm. for a university. Hmm. I think he strong armed a bank. I believe that. I'm not sure. I'm not going to pass it on his back, but I think mm-hmm. that he did that. Mm-hmm. So he did do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bernie's going to win the Democratic candidacy. Does anybody get your eye right now? Um, Buttigieg and oh, Buttigieg. Me too. I think he's relatable because of the Absolutely. terms, because of the way he speaks. That's why. <clears throat> I think Buttigieg is mm. because he's creating his political divide and he's actually questioning religion, and that's yeah. what you need. Absolutely. But the problem with Buttigieg is he needs to have a good slogan. Now, we think yeah. about the last couple of presidents. I think he should be his campaign guy. We think about the last two presidents. Uh-huh. Make America great again. Mm-hmm. And yes, we can change. That's true. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a slogan that catches yeah. people's eye, yeah. you will never get anywhere with the American Interest- presidency. Interesting. Because I didn't, do you know what Hillary Clinton's 
saying is, can you remember it? I think it was I'm with her. Oh yeah. It's yeah. with I'm with her, but I'm with her. Do you, do you remember I'm with her? That I had to pull that out of the I rabbit hat. I had to pull hat. it out of my hat too. Yeah. But you but think a Donald Trump make America right, great it's again? Right. You, what was Mitt Romney's? I don't remember. <laughs> What's Obama's? Good point. Um, Yes, we can definitely. Yes, we can. We yeah. gotta. You have to have a slogan that. that I know, captures. but like I love being a believer myself and being a liberal believer. <laughs> I have said over and over, I am liberal because I'm a believer. I feel like because I'm a believer, a religious person, I have to care about the poor, this, 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 and this. I don't get to just tell people to go away, and it's not just us for no more. And that's kind of what I see in you know more conservatism however i love that pete's saying that and he's freaking people's minds out right it's a mind twist because here's this believer coming in arguing for social justice and saying things yes but then he's gay oh my gosh it's like watch the heads explode but i that's not why i love him at first it was like oh that'd be cool that would gay president haha but that's not a reason a president but when he starts to talk, all he has to do is open his mouth. And it's not like he's God and I hear angels ringing, but I hear common sense. I hear sincerity. I hear um, no bullshit meter. My bullshit meter doesn't go off. And some of the other Democratic candidates, I, my bullshit meter goes you, off. Now, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you? Now, there's a theory that says that being liberal or being conservative, uh-huh. parts of it has to do with evolution. I can't remember what the exact theory is called, but there's a theory that says that. Okay. Do you think you would ever see yourself going to the other side, going to the conservative side? I really can't. Um, are there some conservative issues I care about? I would call myself, I definitely am pro-life. I don't believe babies should be aborted. However... I think abortion is a symptom of a bigger problem that we have, some social problems. Lack of a safety net. Um, I don't think it's used like the right wants to scream. And I also think that if you're going to say you're pro-life, you can't just be pro-unborn baby. You have to be pro-two-year-old, pro-WIC program, Mm -hmm. pro-head start, okay? um, Pro-adoption agencies, pro elderly mm-hmm. you can't just be pro unborn baby you lose your credibility because once the baby's born it seems to me that conservatives give no shits about it you, you know what I, I when you say that pro-life thing mm-hmm. and i think about conservatives mm-hmm. the there is also when someone says i'm pro-life mm-hmm. so you're protecting the baby but yet you want to go into a war a lot of conservative, a lot war, of death penalty, war, war, death penalty. So for being pro life's a whole. It thing. should be. It should encompass all Universal. humanity, not just the unborn baby. And what I don't get is now, you have two kind of conflicting values. I see. I, okay. I just like just please because I think this is just interesting to me. Yeah. Because you are a preacher. Yes. But you're also incredibly, incredibly liberal. Yes. And the liberal, now when you think of, now with Pete Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg is bringing God back to the, back to the Democratic Party. Yeah. Before that, God wasn't a non-factor. 
God was almost a non-factor with a lot of uh, Democrats. With a lot of Democrats. I would say I would say that's not true. I would say okay, Bill Clinton was a churchgoer, a Christian. Obama was a Christian. Will tell you the time that he asked Jesus into his heart. It's just that the Republicans had a narrative that you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat because of the pro-life issue. It's interesting when I bring up something on my Facebook. I when I bring up something right. on my Facebook about migration or the children in cages or anything, all they do, the right-wingers will come on and go, abortion, but abortion, but abortion. They use it as a, um, as like a, a hammer, you know, but what about abortion? Okay, but answer the question. What about the two-year-old in the cage? Mm -hmm. What about when Jesus said, see, when I say I'm a liberal and I'm a Christian, I am a liberal because I'm a Christian. Jesus said there's two rules left. The whole New Testament, or the whole Old Testament, all the ten laws, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt, the law of God is boiled down to two rules. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not loving my neighbor when I don't let them in. Now, I know we need, people should come in legally, but there is something called asylum. And when you're fleeing danger, you're supposed to have a right to come to this country. Mm -hmm. And I've been abroad for the first time a few months ago. It's crowded. Oh. We have a lot of room. Have you driven through this country where there's, mm -hmm. I, we have room, okay, where we could put people and we could build. <laughs> do, do, you really think the, do you really think, though, that people are going to be accepting of that? Because a lot of when people are not accepting of something, it's not because they don't want it in their heart. It's because they don't see it. Or they're afraid. They're afraid they don't understand it. But because they told a president, they had a president that said to, him, to the people, they're rapists, they're killers, they're coming, these aren't even people, they're animals. And that's not the majority of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... The, the majority are great people that just want a better life. The majority are people that are our ancestors. My ancestors didn't come here. What if the Indians would have said, the Native Americans, sorry, we're full. Mm -hmm. Neither you or I would be here. Exactly. Um, well, it's a different time now. Now we're full. Yeah. Okay, but we're not full for Trump's last two wives. Exactly. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, the hypocrisy is glaring to me. And the Bible says, when the stranger wants to come in, welcome them. Do you know why Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed? Why was that? Well, what have we always been told? Do you remember that story in the Old Testament? God destroyed... Prostitution? So yeah, prostitution uh, homosexuality and like wild living because there was these big angels that men wanted to have sex with the angels. But really, if you look at the story more, it was because of hospitality. They refused hospitality. So I agree. They have guards at the gate. I agree. Whatever. When we're becoming a nation that's going to be destroyed like the like the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, you're right. But not because of gay people. But because of our lack of hospitality. Now, do you think Obama was a good president? I Honestly. do think Obama did as much as he could with his hands tied behind his back. I think Obama had his hands tied behind his back, but I don't think he was a good president. Yeah, tell me why. For me for me personally, yeah. I think that a lot. I think I don't approve of a lot of what Obama did, what Bush did. What, I I can't remember a president where I really fully 100% thought that was a great president. Well, can I tell you why I loved Obama? Three practical reasons. Obama directly affected my life. Okay. I was a single mom coming to college on school loans, 
he passed a rule that when I'm done paying my school loans, when I'm done out of college and it's time to pay back my debt, I wouldn't have to pay back more than 10% of my income in a payment. That directly affected my life. Trump is trying to take that away. Another way Obama directly affected my life. My son is disabled and had cancer, brain cancer, at four years old. Pre-existing condition. Obama passed Obamacare, where my college-age kids who didn't have health insurance could be on my policy, and where my son couldn't be denied because of pre-existing conditions. That directly, directly impacted my life. And I felt like there was something else that definitely, plus, it was someone I could point to my son and say, look, honey. It's a role model. That's a role model. You, He loves his wife. He loves his children. He loves our country. He was kind to Republicans and Democrats. He would say true. He would say things like, I know some of you don't like me, but I'm also your president, and I'm serving you as well. He had a servant mentality. Did he do everything right? No. Did he have a lot of power? Um, did he do enough for certain things? No. Why? I don't know. I've never had that job. I'm sure it is so, so difficult. difficult. Who would want it? Lord. Who would want it? I I don't imagine. But he things Obama did affected my life. Now, the reason why I say I don't think I've seen yeah. a good president in my lifetime, yeah. in my lifetime just personally, Yeah. Um, Obama, number one, I think the drone strike was a big issue with me. That was horrible. I agree. You cannot say the United States is trying to build relationships right? and then have drone strike. John F. Kennedy did the Peace Corps. He yeah. used the initiative to start the Peace Corps uh-huh. to spread American prosperity and actually have a better view of America. Yeah. But when we go out and we drone strike a village in Afghanistan Absolutely. for someone where we suspect... Horrific. Where right, we suspect, when they were... Right, even though they were having a funeral or a... Right, right. And they just dropped it on somebody. I know. Have you heard some of the things they've said? What they call them? Mm-mm. They... It's so horrible. They drop it on children and they call them fun size. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't respect that. I don't respect that. That's one, I get that. That's one issue. Another issue I had is under Obama, I do feel like, I do feel like this is Bush's fault and Obama's fault. Mm-hmm. And the economy didn't grow fast enough. Mm-hmm. The economy was growing at the slowest rate in presidential history. Mm-hmm. We, can't igno- we can't ignore that without small business. This country is nothing. Mm-hmm. And when we want to tax businesses absurdly, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The third problem I have with Obama is, now, I liked Badger Care, the yeah. Wisconsin program. Yeah. But when Obamacare came in, mm-hmm. uh, so let me give you a little background. My family lost, we had $36 million in assets from three marinas, and we lost that in the 2009 recession Mm. so we've gone through a lot and we've gone through a lot of growing and change Mm -hmm. and we are now we're now back on our feet we're now getting back on our feet Mm -hmm. but when me and my dad were just out and my my parents my parents got divorced and are back together when when me and my dad are we're we're getting on our feet i was on badger care yeah and badger care provided me with everything i needed yeah for my son too growing up and that that was a great that was a great program Mm -hmm. Under Obamacare, things change. Under Obamacare, mm-hmm. things change. The raises, ro- it rose by 400% mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and a lot of Congress actually invested in it. You want to tell me there's not insider trading? Mm. That is the perfect example of insider trading. If you know there's going to be a bill with health care, mm -hmm. if I knew that, I would have invested in every insurance company right, right, from right. sea to shine right. sea because it grew by 400%. Yeah. So I think that was, I don't, I don't like the insurance prices now, mm -hmm. how high they've gotten mm -hmm. with it because mm -hmm. when everybody needs something, then it's a, then you, it's a necessity, it's not mm -hmm. a demand. Mm -hmm. There's taxes after Obamacare. So if you refuse it, you get a tax penalty, mm -hmm. and it raises every year you don't have it. For the farmer in Wyoming, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. For the person in New York and L.A., it works perfectly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what I see is a country that we're focused too much on New York and L.A., mm. and we're not focused on the country as a whole. Why don't you run for office, Bobby? <laughs> have you ever thought of being in politics? Uh Potentially one day. Someday it's someday gonna be, it's gonna be your generation's chance. Someday if I have a, if I have the opportunity and it feels right to me, I will run. Yeah. But until until I feel like the moment is right. Yeah. I won't. Now when I now I'm not even of a I can't even run to a right. But you have potential and you can start in lower things. Mm -hmm. You know, like city, uh, council. city council, state. You know, uh, we had some young student Jorg Jorgensen uh, something I don't know his name. Um, he's 23. He's got some spot on something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, starting young is, and look at AOC, whether you like it or not, Fox News mentioned her like 8,000 times last month oh or gosh. something. And she's only a 29 year old girl. She, she's just changing like how we see politics. And yeah. I, I, I think actually the Democrats are getting a little bit sick of her though. Although she's getting, she's, although she's bringing yeah. a message, yeah. she's saying a lot of things that aren't correct. Yeah. And it's the same thing they're doing cleanup for her and that Omar. Yeah. You Omar has said such, I think she's saying anti-Semitic rhetoric. Yeah. When she, have you seen the tweets that she said? About Israel and Palestine. About Israel and Palestine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, now, I believe that is all people's land. That is the land of the Jews, the Christians, and, and, the, the, and the Palestinian. Okay, then what would be a solution there? I can't tell you. They've been fighting for I know, but don't they ha Palestinians have a right to They that? have a they have a right they have a right to claim that land just like the Jews have a right to yeah. claim the land. And we need to remember why the Jews even the Jews are really prominently back in that land. It yeah. was because of the Holocaust. It was, you're right. And they had I, nowhere else to go. I don't want to see my people slaughtered no, in droves absolutely. again. Absolutely. I no. I don't no people deserves right. to be slaughtered absolutely in not. droves like that. I know. Now, maybe I, I don't, maybe a two-state solution, mm -hmm. but in order to have a two-state solution, mm -hmm. you need to have two candidates who can work together. Because mm -hmm. if the government gets two polar opposites, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing's going to get done. Mm -hmm. Originally, the U.S. Constitution, or mm -hmm. originally one of the original ideas for the president and vice president, mm -hmm. is the president, whoever were the top two candidates, mm -hmm. the president would be the guy who won, obviously, and the vice president would be the guy who lost. Right. But that wouldn't work. Right. Because if we had Trump as president and Hillary Clinton as vice president, yeah. they'd be backstabbing each other or vice versa. Yeah, but in a way it would be great if that would work. It would no. it, if it would, but you think people you yeah. think people get together or get along? I'm not really. So Bobby, tell me some of your background. Um growing up, I know you've had some physical challenges. You want to tell me about that? Uh I was born with mild cerebral palsy. Yeah. I don't really I honestly like it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Being honest, it never has affected me because it's just a mentality of how you want to get through it. Absolutely. Um, really, 
people ask me about my disability. Mm-hmm. And I was told the other day by a student on campus, you don't have one, you're faking it. Hmm. And I'm like, thank you, that made me feel... That's the kind the of student was trying to be mean to me, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. thank you so much, I'm yeah. normal, finally! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, it was just... It's, it's interesting to me yeah. how we think of disabilities as something that can hinder you, but I was never going to go to the NFL either way. Mm-hmm. So how would my... Dis- how could I benefit myself hmm. as somebody whose hands don't work? Yeah. There's scribes. Mm-hmm. I can write, but it looks like a five-year-old's. Mm-hmm. There's scribes. I can type on a computer. I use my computer every day. Mm-hmm. There's Siri mm-hmm. now. Technology's mm-hmm. advanced. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I really don't see it as affecting me. Mm-hmm. And I'm. I'm actually. I'm glad. I. Every great person. Mm-hmm. And everyone a society looks up to has been hit with some form of adversity. Absolutely. And if I, if this is my worst mm-hmm. adversity, bring it on. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. I think adversity makes you who you are. I'm grateful for every adversity I've ever had because I was grateful to get cancer two years ago. Um, when I got cancer, I learned what I was made of. I learned I could deal with it. And I learned what mattered in life. Oh my gosh, Because yes. if you're going to die, possibly, you all of a sudden, what's important? You, I couldn't, now, now I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. being in that state of mind where Mm -hmm. I am going to possibly Mm -hmm. pass away. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I just don't know what to say to that because there's, that's just a different mentality completely than what I'm in. I'm in the, you're, you're in the, when you have something like that, Mm -hmm. you're not only thinking short term, you're thinking long term. Yeah. When you're in my, when you're in my uh, disability business, Mm I'm not even, I don't even think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And I'm grateful for that. I don't, I'm grateful. I can, I wake surf over the summer. I'm incredibly grateful. really? That's awesome. I, I wake surf. Yeah. I was able to do, I was able to do a flip this past year. Wow. So I can flip. And you kind of struggle, you walk, but you walk with a little bit of a strange gait, don't you? So do I'm not really, sh- not really, I, my feet flop is what yeah. happens. My okay. feet are like, okay. I look like a duck, kind of. Okay. My feet a little, do a little but bit of flopping. A flip. But I can do a flip awesome. off a dock. I can do, I can flip on a wakeboard. I can do different things. I'm very, Amazing. I wish I could reach my full potential because I could possibly dunk <laughs> if I didn't have it. But it really, I always have this running joke with my family that I could run, I could do the Special Olympics and I'd be the most dominant athlete out there. There you are, there you go. Because yeah. I, my disability is so mild to me and I don't see myself yeah. as a disabled individual. That's beautiful. It's all mentality. It is all mentality. You're, now, when we think about the idea of Trump, mm-hmm. does he have to go through much adversity? No. Maybe that's why he's such such a little character. That's why he's a character because yeah, he's, he has such no a adversity. moral character. No adversity. He he got a right. How many million dollar loan? Right, right. Well, I mean, equal. Yeah. Out, it, th- it said seventy seventy thousand or something, but equaled out into American yeah. back yeah. now where we are. It's a multi million dollar loan to buy yeah. a property, yeah. and I'm not going to take away his business because he was incredibly great at business. We yeah. can't take that away from him. How he yeah. built a brand for himself. Yeah. No matter what we say about anyone who we don't uh, like, he did build a brand, but his businesses didn't necessarily do well. But it, he built a brand. Uh, I his businesses failed, but the reason why they failed is because he he won he wanted his businesses to 
fail because you could take more money off of it then. Mm. It's a lot like oh, like there's a business like, loss. Like it's a like a business loss, but yeah. if you if you liquidate all your assets, yeah, and someone buys you out, yeah, you're making all the cash. Wow, it's almost it's a lot like what uh, Romney did. Yeah, Romney did the same thing where he would liquidate liquidate a company. Yeah, when you're liquidating assets, yeah, you're making money. And all your partners are the ones who got. Interesting. Business is ruthless. And that's so you obviously I, grew up in business. My dad had five marinas. Five like boat marinas? Five boat marinas growing yeah. up. Yeah. I've been in sales since I was four. Oh, I remember you we did one of your speeches on how to sell a yacht or something. How to sell a boat. Oh, how yeah. to sell a boat. How to yeah. sell a boat. I've been, yeah? I've been doing that forever. I've been doing wow. that forever. Yeah. Um, my dad always talks business with me, so I'm yeah. incredibly grateful to have him as an influence in my life. That's amazing. My mom influences me incredibly with where both my mom and dad, who are married, are very much hum- very much humble me yeah. and make me want to be a better person. That's beautiful. So my father, my father helps me grow, and my mother helps me grow, yeah. and I take both their advices to heart. Are you an only child? I'm. I have two older sisters who. Oh, you're both my older sisters are in graduate school. Yes, actually. I remember you were feeling the pressure. So everyone, everyone. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's pressure on me, but frankly, I think that pressure is just dissipated because yeah. I'm gonna do the best thing I can yeah. for me. Yeah. Good for you. And that's what everyone needs to realize yeah. is I don't care what outside sources you have. The only pressure you put on is what you put on yourself. That's true. And um, so I bet you're happy your parents are back together. Oh. They were divorced. Oh my gosh, yeah, they're yeah. it's just it's wonderful. I love, I love it. It's a great love story. It's a great love story. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's awesome, gr- it's great. It's just really, you know, you just get, you get an outside perspective of, and I'm glad they found each other. I'm glad they found each other. A lot of the times, when we lose something, we don't know what it is, That's so true. and then it comes back together, and now it's even stronger. That's beautiful. Thing. It's just how it's just how life is. Yeah. I I mean when you thought about when you when your son Josh I remember his Josiah. name Josh, yeah. Josiah yeah when Josiah had cancer yeah and he beat it yeah when you were down in the dumps how much better did you feel when you came back full circle yeah yeah it's a lot like that yeah. every great every great story yeah I know I'm very grateful and I did beat my own cancer two years ago but. Um, I always know, knowing it's a possibility, right now, in year 20, right, I'm working with a 19-year-old boy who's dying of brain cancer. Oh. And um, his mom has been generous enough to let me in, and um, in her home, and sit with him sometimes. And, oh, you know, and he's dealt with cancer for 10 years, and he's finally like, there's nothing they can do. And literally, it could be tonight or tomorrow. I haven't heard anything today how he's doing. And I've just been at a loss for words. But to see the peace he has, he's just very peaceful. He can't talk right now very well because his words are garbled because it's on his brain stem. It's a glioblastoma, which is really bad. They just grow rapidly. Oh, my gosh. And he can't walk anywhere more very well, which two weeks ago I could take him for coffee. Now he can't. He doesn't have balance, you know. And when you're faced with that, it just brings the petty things, like, I left there the other day. I got to take him home after a benefit or go with him, sit with him at home. And I left there, and somebody on Facebook was bitching about something. You know how people use it to whine about oh, yeah. their life. And I was like, are you a 19-year-old that's dying of cancer? <laughs> it's not that your, your, your stuff isn't important, okay? No, that's not right. But, yeah, like, it Things just... Things in perspective. Your perspective changes. And for that, I'm grateful. What you do is just amazing, being able to 
go into people's lives and touch them. Yeah, you, well, I feel like I'm called to that, that end-of-life thing. Like, if I could choose another job, I think I'd like to be one of those people that help people die, you know? Because we all born, we're all born, and we're all going to die, no, you know? For me, for death, I yeah. don't really... I, being so... Be, being being old and young yeah for being old yeah, and you young, are kind of old and young yeah. I, being in this middle being yeah. in this middle stage of life where I am where I am yeah I feel that if I was to die tomorrow or tonight mm-hmm. going home or something I would be I'd be fine with that would I want that no but I have enough content and peace in my life where I'm able to know I've done the right I've done right things mm-hmm. and if my maker or creator judges me one way or another, mm-hmm. I'll be able to defend my actions, but how he sees me is the only way that matters to me. Mm. I think that we need to have a strong relationship. Mm-hmm. When you have a strong relationship with God, it makes mm-hmm. things easier. Mm-hmm. It makes your life easier. You have someone to talk to. Yeah. You're having that I faith in so. community. I think so, honey. I even felt like, even if I'm wrong, if I just die and I just die and it's over, I feel like my life has been positively affected by believing in God. If, if you die and it's over, I think I would rather have it be over than go to hell. I don't believe anybody's going to hell. Isn't it true that Jews, Jewish, the Jewish religion doesn't believe in hell? Or he, or heaven, really. We don't know. But you definitely don't preach hell, right? No, we don't preach hell. We don't preach it. That was created by the Catholics in like the... Yeah. In like one of the... Not the... Uh, in like one medieval times. Yeah. Like the 11th century, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they used to do is say, if you give a donation, you won't go to hell. Mm-hmm. That was a cr- idea created. Mm-hmm. I think that it. I think that the idea of hell is just us trying to keep the people we don't want mm-hmm. to be a part of society in line and trying to form them into their own. I agree. Their own. And most atheists, a lot of atheists, one of their biggest problems is hell, the doctrine of hell, and um, and then the inerrancy of scripture. That's something they can't get over. Like, that the Bible's perfect, you know, without any errors. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Me, personally, I think that the Word of God is very important. Mm -hmm. It is very important. But to say, these are men who recorded it. Mm -hmm. And stories get passed down Mm -hmm. from generations. It's like the game of telephone. Exactly. I start off whispering to one side, by the end we get a whole different message. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think that there are some things that probably have been, mm-hmm. yeah, because you translate things. The Great Library of Alexandria burned down, mm-hmm. and that was the world's greatest library at one point. Mm-hmm. The Library of Babylon and Babylon burned down mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. Uh, Genghis Khan came there and burned mm-hmm. that place down. Mm-hmm. That was a great library at the time. Mm-hmm. So we've lost a lot of human history mm-hmm. itself. So our idea of creationists mm-hmm. is very interesting. Do you now you you think about creationism as it's definitely happened? This the you seven days. I do. You, are you a full blown creationist where no. two thousand years ago <laughs> it all started? I was no. I was always taught six thousand years ago. There was like four thousand years between the Old Testament and Jesus. So 2,000 years ago was Jesus, so it's a total of six. Until I went to college at 42, 
I believe the earth was 6,000 years old. Do you want, now you want, I think that's insane. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. The universe is, I'm pretty sure, like close to 7 billion years old. I know. I know that. Now. It's 7 billion years old, so maybe the years have gone wrong. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. That's why. That's If anything, I think the years could have gone awesome. wrong. Because the universe is 7. If the universe is, they say, 7,000 years old. Mm-hmm. If they say it's 7,000 years old from this exact day. Mm-hmm. And the universe is actually 7 billion years old. So maybe the word was just wrong or something. Maybe the word was just wrong. Also, I think there's this is interesting. If you remember, in the, I'm sure the Bible here. In Genesis, it says, um, in the beginning... There's no, there is no was, feminine God. Uh, yeah, it was, right. It was the word, and the word was with God. No, that's in John. I'm sorry. But in the beginning, and then it says, and the earth was without form and void. But it says the earth was. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it was there. But it was without form and void. And waters covered the face of the earth. That's happened. That's in that. That's in the. But that's in Genesis before people were made. They talk about the atmosphere in it. Right. In so it's saying the earth was already here, and waters had covered the the earth, and then God divided the waters, then the sun and the moon and all that stuff. So is it a possibility that the earth was here for seven billion years? You see what I'm saying? And then 6,000 years ago is when all this stuff What about happened. designers? What about dinosaurs? Well, how yeah, do you, how they, do you, could have, they could have been there when the earth was without form and void. How do you rationalize, how do you rationalize a T-Rex running down there? I don't know. And I, at this point, when we see rocks and we go to South Dakota and you can see rock stratospheres that are millions of years old or Montana, I saw dinosaur pits, you know, mm-hmm. just, you're right. The earth is very, very, very old, and I was very, very ignorant to just take it so literal. But what bothers me... I don't think you were, I don't think you were ignorant. Well, I just bought, the, I bought all the Kool-Aid, okay, all of it. And it's like, it's like what bothers me about people that want to take the Bible so literally and say it's every word of it is true, every word. Every word. I had a, I had a young man tell me, a little older than you, probably 25, Kathy, ever, either every word of the Bible is true or I will be a sociopath. I'm like, can can there be like a middle ground? Absolute. That's just the idea of absolute absolutist. It's the same thing with First Amendment law, yeah. where there's uh, you there's judges who are absolutists who go, freedom of speech means everything, mm-hmm. everything. But I can't yell fire in a building. Exactly because that was that, that would was be danger. That was danger. Or and I also shouldn't be able to say, you know. Well, that was actually that was actually put in the law because if it's not. Uh, if it's not actual danger that you can't you can't right because it. it's inciting panic and whatever you know but also when I say that every word of the Bible is true okay so right now let's say this people that believe that it causes problems Bobby mm-hmm. because when it says um, it's abomination they should be put to death if a man lay with another man if you're gonna believe every word of that is true then you're supposed to be put to death you're supposed to kill your gay friends who'd want, who'd want it? no but but if you're going to believe, every word is true. But it also says to not eat shrimp, that it's an mm-hmm. abomination. Mm-hmm. It also says don't mix fabrics. Why does God, the God of the universe, care if I mix polyester and cotton? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shouldn't matter. I don't understand how that's on the same level as love your neighbors or so. Well, the, uh, I, think, I think it's just the whole idea. I think that the... Uh, I think some things in Christianity is a little bit hypocritical, mm-hmm. especially from people who say they're devout Christians. Mm-hmm. When they want to pretend, when they want to say stuff like Islam's the most dangerous religion yeah. in the world, yeah. when if we look at the numbers, what religion has killed more than any other? Christian. Christianity yeah. has slaughtered yes. millions. In the name of God. 
in the name of God, the Crusades. You could put the Holocaust under there. Mm-hmm. The Hitler, Spanish Spanish Hitler. Inquisition. Yep. Yep. The Holocaust. Yep. Those are just two big ones Millions. right off the top. Right off the Millions. top. And every American war. Yeah. Every American war, every president justifies it in his speech mm-hmm. by saying God. Yeah. God. Now, I think that is I think that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. But also I think that God wants you to love. Mm-hmm. And that if we use the idea of if we use the idea of the Bible mm-hmm. and we just take it, let's apply it to a real world application. Mm-hmm. Let's use, let's apply the Torah to a real world. Let's think about the college elect, electoral college. Yeah. Now, God says love thy neighbor like you love thyself. Mm-hmm. But if we were to eliminate the electoral college, most of the country would be in monolith. Your vote wouldn't count. Just why? Tell me why. Your vote would not. Your vote would not count. If we, if you were to pull up would a map, would my vote of, count more? I know I've seen where the electoral, like California gets fifty-five, Wyoming gets three. No, if you, if your vote, if you, if you would just do a popular vote, I debate my friends this. I debate my friend okay. on this all the time. Okay. If you debate, if you do the popular vote, yeah. there's only three cities that really decide who gets presidency: New York, L.A., Chicago, the three largest populations. Well, then why? How did Trump get in? How did Trump get in? Because those are demographically. Because demographically, everybody else. Democratic. Democrat. Yeah, they're Democrat. But everyone else wanted, besides, besides the major cities, everybody else voted Trump. How Trump? How Trump did it was Trump. The Republican insurgents didn't start with Donald Trump. Right. Donald Trump was the end picture. Republicans took it back slowly under Obama. Right. Right. How they did it was it was a slow insurgence. Yeah. And the Democrats right now, I don't see a lot of Democrats in city halls now or yeah. or things like that. That's why that's why presidency is going to be so hard for them to win because when when you control the smaller aspects, yes, that controls the big That creates a wave. Yeah. And that's how this red wave constantly right. starts. Because if I have five Republican city councilmen who set the Republican laws, yeah. And then my mayor pe- preaches that, mm-hmm. and then my city councilman does, mm-hmm. and then the governor it goes on and on. It's a ladder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's there. It's like uh, that old. Sa- it's like that Game of Thrones saying, "Chaos is a ladder." Yeah. yeah. Where we are constantly building. We yeah. are constantly building. And the way I see the Democrats right now as a party mm-hmm. is like old Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. the old boxer Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. when he didn't have a jab. I don't know if you ever watched fighting. Old Mike Mike Tyson when he was younger had a jab, had it all together. Mm-hmm. But now he just now they're just mm-hmm. going for now at the end he was just going for big mm-hmm. knockout swings, mm-hmm. and that's how the Democrats are doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't set up your opponent, mm-hmm. you're never gonna win. There's a reason why most presidents have been Republican. Mm-hmm. It's not because people aren't liberal. Mm-hmm. It's not because people aren't accepting of gays. Mm-hmm. It's not because people don't want control on certain mm-hmm. on certain things. It's because the idea is not getting spread properly. Mm. If I have somebody, if I have, the reason why Obama connected with some but not with all is -hmm. because if I have somebody in the White House telling me something but my city councilman's telling me something else, Mm. who affects me more? Do you remember that quote? I think I showed it in school, the three and a half minutes of television, the why is Mm -hmm. America the greatest country? Do you remember he said? I actually did that for a monologue in high school. So do you remember where he says, why... If Democrats are so, I'll just quote him, goddamn, or goddamn smart, why do they lose 
all the time. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And um, we do a ton to lose a lot. It's because you guys don't want to get down with the elephants. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Democrats don't want to get down with the elephants. Mm-hmm. You got to get in the mud. Mm-hmm. Republicans, I, I hate to say this, but Republicans, there's a lot more of a sports mentality of, yeah. Bloodbath. I'm going to go out there yeah. and you're done. Low blows. Low blows. Yeah. I don't care. We're too nice. We, you got, it's not just being too We're too the, middle of the ground. We should, you, you we don't, should. you don't hold your stances. If you guys believe that every, if you guys believe the wall is wrong, everyone should be getting up and screaming the wall is wrong. Right. You shouldn't have someone right. saying in North Dakota, who's elected Democrat saying, right. I don't know. The wall sounds okay to me. Republicans are very united in how right. they think. So have a fall. unifying message. Have a unifying message. Yeah. You need to pull the moderates too. Mm-hmm. So when we have these candidates, when we have a lot of moderates right now, let's call them what let's call them what they all are. Some moderates are racist. Mm-hmm. Some of them, some of them are. Mm-hmm. So if we have a candidate like Barack Obama, do you really think the guy from the guy from no the guy from I don't know the guy from I don't care if you're racist in New York LA or in the middle mm-hmm. of the country mm-hmm. you really think he wants him telling him how to live mm-hmm. his life mm-hmm. when he automatically thinks that he's better mm-hmm. there's no way right but if your city councilman's gay mm-hmm. that's where Pete Buttigieg comes in there you go if you're a mayor yeah and you're getting this big and presence, he got eighty percent of the vote and you're getting twice like, and yeah. you're, you're getting that yeah that's where you win right. That's the message. It's right. not. It's yeah. not this Bernie movement take over one big swing. Yeah. Socialism all the way through. Yeah. You want it. You gotta work for it. You don't just come out every four years and say we're gonna win. Yeah. Because let's face it, in society right now, being Democrats a lot cooler than being Republican. Yeah. In society, if if I was to come out and tweet on Twitter right now, mm-hmm. I'm a Republican. How many people do you think would comment negatively if I had a million followers? Probably a lot, especially being a young man. If for being a young man, they call me a fascist, racist, yeah. xenophobic, homophobic, mm-hmm. all, all of it. But if I was to come out and say, I'm a proud Democrat, I bleed mm-hmm. blue, I'd get some people going, Yeah. I'd get a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Because celebr- I just think it's I just think it's interesting because it is interesting, Bobby. The culture the culture itself. And I didn't mean to steal your thunder. And no, go on a not bit at all. I didn't mean I, to steal your thunder. This has been a different podcast. This has been different than <laughs> what I usually do, but I love it. And um, I love hearing your thoughts. I, I love your brain. I think it's amazing. I've always loved your brain since I met you. <laughs> Thank you. I think your parents did an amazing job with you. Thank you so um, much. Yeah. And you are an old young person. <laughs> you are. It's like talking to somebody my age, if not older. And you, have you. A, you have way more wisdom than I do on some of these things. Oh my god. And I really do hope you'll run for office someday. I seri- I'm I serious about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would because I think I could tell you why I think you should change something, and you might listen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's, I think that's like what the Buddha judge did. That feeling. I, you feel like you could talk to him and go, but wait, and he'd be like, I know, but. You know, like he would give it thought. Now, now me, I, the, the here's where I feel. I mm-hmm. feel like I go up and down Trump and tell him how I feel, Do because really? my parents, my dad has this old saying. I've sold to professional football players, yeah. to, yeah. to world class, to world class athletes, to millionaires. Yeah. I've met CEOs all around the world, and my dad tells me this one thing, and this has stuck with me. Everybody puts their pants on the exact same way in the yeah. morning. So if I was to treat, I yeah. would not treat Donald Trump. The yeah. same way I would treat you. 
I don't care what you've done. I still think everyone deserves a personal shot mm-hmm. with me. Now, I will tell you where I disagree yeah. with you. Yeah. But I at least expect a cordial conversation. Absolutely. I because hope you get it, honey. You get it with me. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about Donald Trump either. But he would I just, be if he's trying to suck up to your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be, I just want to have a cordial, re- I, if I can be cordial with everybody, yeah. then that's what matters. If you can be a good person who gives. Okay, that's all I want from him. Can you just not be a dick? I mean. Do you, do you, it, the Trump thing is interesting too about him being a quote unquote, Yeah. you know, it, about him doing that. Yeah. The thing is, is that all Amer- America was sick of Obama was such a swing. What's Noon's law? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. reaction. Yeah. This swing was how America does it. So what? Okay. So if, if you were going to advise the left to take over, you want to get somebody like that. I, I want to, I don't, if I was to advise, if I was right now on the left, uh-huh. I would say put it under, put it under, either go under Buttigieg, go, honestly, I know this is going to sound bad. If you're going to want to pull the moderates from Trump right now, Biden, Buttigieg, Biden, Buttigieg, old, I'd be, I'd old, go. old. I'd go for old, the old politicians. Yep. Go for the old. And I don't give a shit if he rubbed somebody's shoulders and looked creepy. Because he didn't say grab him by the, you know, and he didn't. He does have racist comments, though. Yeah. You, I know he's got some stuff in his past. Do you, you hear what he said? He has this comment about Delaware saying that Joe Biden, and I quote, you can't go anywhere in this state without a slight Indian accent in a 7-Eleven. Mm. Biden actually, I... The way he debates is a lot like how Donald Trump debates. I agree. Because if you looked at his debate with Paul Ryan, yeah. I watched his old debates yeah, on how yeah, to do it. Yeah. Paul Ryan was the respectful one. Yeah. And Biden would just scoff at him. Yeah. Now, yeah. if uh, depending on no matter who's president, yeah, it's gonna everyone's gonna come out fine. Yeah. Everyone's gonna have their opinions. Yeah. And it won't be boring. It won't be boring. <laughs> I'm actually kind of. Excited. I I I just don't think. I think. The bigger surprise is if someone doesn't challenge Trump and his party. Mm-hmm. Because Trumpism and Republicanism are two different things. Yes. Now, somebody did just sign on to that this week. Someone will challenge him? Yep. Who? Yep. I don't know who it was. Somebody from some senator somewhere, Republican, said he was going to run. Oh, but I don't I don't know who it was. It wasn't anybody that rang a bell with me. But I, it'll I, be interesting. It will be it will be interesting. I think mm-hmm. I think I honestly right now if I had to say I think Trump's getting reelected. Mm-hmm. Just calling it out right now. Oh my gosh, honey. It's hard it's hard to move a sitting president. You have any idea how hard it is to move <sighs> a sitting president? Brought him a throw up. You you don't you don't think so? I hope not. No, but honestly, do you think that I I You know all the reasons I, you know all the reasons I loved Obama? The things I said he physically did things that affected my life. Trump is physically doing things that affect my life. Trying to take away the loan forgiveness. If you work in a nonprofit, you can get your student debt canceled for 10 years. He wants to get rid of that program. Mm -hmm. It's already eliminating. Who does that? The pre-existing conditions. I'm I'm just saying, it's like, mm -hmm. these things affect my life. Now I'm a person who needs to be treated even though I had cancer Mm -hmm. recently. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying from a non. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. I know. I'm not. I'm not coming on you. I'm telling you. I'm not getting mad at you. I'm saying that 
I promise I'm not. Having, I, I respect <laughs> that you have such strong opinions. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a Republican. Or Remember Democrat. our rule? I said mm-hmm. you get to be hundred percent you, oh, and I, I don't know, judge I you for it. I'm not mad. I'm just saying I would be terrified of four more years of Trump because it seems like every day he tries to do undo things. Oh. Even the good things that Obama did, just on principle. Obama did that. <laughs> Obama did this. Up. And he seems like he thinks he's above the rule of law. And I hope he gets convicted on one of the million things that he's done. Because then I think they're going to get him on tax evasion. That would be the only thing I could see him getting him on. Yeah. That would be the only thing, tax oh evasion. God, Bobby, I hope you're wrong. But I don't, but you, it, name a sitting president that's been moved after one term. The only was one that Nixon? I can even remember. Nixon he resigned. Nixon right? resigned. Yeah. Kennedy was killed. Yeah. Johnson actually got real. Johnson. Did John- somebody get reelected like three times? And that's why they had to. Rose, Roosevelt did. Yeah. Um. Or was that Truman? Either Truman or Roosevelt. I think Roosevelt. it was Roosevelt. Roosevelt. He was a liberal guy. The only Wait. guy, the most modern guy who got mm-hmm. kicked out after one office mm-hmm. was George H.W. Mm-hmm. But if Ross Perot never ran, mm-hmm. George H.W. would have had two terms. Mm-hmm. When you have a good economy like Trump does, mm-hmm. that's all he has to run on. He doesn't, he doesn't matter. If my economy's record best, mm-hmm. do you think the farmer in Nebraska cares, or the businessman really cares? How about the cares? farmer who's lost everything and, and all the money's going to the border and not to the farmer to rebuild his farm from the flood? Like the money's going to the wall instead of building our taking care of our farmers. The the wall isn't the wall is less than if you look at the budget of the United States, the wall is nothing. The wall is a principle. Mm-hmm. The wall is not a. I'm not now. I'm not being. I. But we I'm, should take care of the Nebraska farmer. We should take care of the everything. Nebraska farmer 100 percent, 100 percent. But the wall is, the yeah. wall is becoming a bigger deal mm-hmm. than what it actually is for the budget. I I probably agree with you. With, I, with, I with, with the with the bu- with the budget. As far as it being a monetary issue. Being a monetary yeah. issue, it's a yeah. principle issue. Fair enough. It's a principle. Yeah. It's like pulling out of Iraq. It's right. not. It's not. Right. And he promised that to his base, and he's gonna die on that sword if he needs to. It's right. gonna. It, it's what he's gonna. It's right. you gotta fall on the sword eventually. Right. And it's if it's right. a principle. If you say I'm gonna get you that wall. I know he's got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it, and yeah. it's the same thing. It's the same cost of putting. It's the same cost of putting in some policy yeah. of the of the last. But it's just. It's no different. It's yeah. just. And honestly, I'm not against. I'm not against immigration yeah. in the least part. Mm-hmm. And I'm not against. I'm not against illegal immigration in mm-hmm. certain circumstances if you're fleeing from a village. Mm-hmm. But that being said, mm-hmm. I don't want drugs coming into my country either. Oh, I agree. I would much rather... But that's not how they come in. Can you read they, that? They come in through Canada, actually. We need, come, we need to have a Canadian wall. Or they come in through... <laughs> right. Or they come in <laughs> that's through just, airports. Or they come in... You mm, know what I mean? People swallow them. Or they come in... People come in legally for two weeks on vacation and don't ever leave. Or... You know what I mean? There's a lot of ways. That's a lot of ways. The wall is just... The wall... The, you can just come in on vacation and then never leave. Right. That would be probably the best way to, to illegally immigrate. And I that's know. how most of them do it. Yeah. But I'm just... I just I've had a lot of people in my life be affected by drugs. Drugs. I've yeah. seen I've my uncle runs a hospital downtown Chicago mm-hmm. where he treats people mm-hmm. who do that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen I've seen people like that. It's mm-hmm. it's terrible. It is, right? You don't you don't and if you think about how drugs actually affect Yeah. 
people. Mm-hmm. I'm not again, and I'm not saying legalization of pot as a completely different subject, but I'm talking about heroin. Right. Right. You. You can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. But. Don't affect others around you. And the problem right. with drugs is you share needles. You can promote AIDS. You right. can promote different things. Yeah, Hep C diseases. Hep C yeah. diseases, Addiction. and that's what yeah. we need. And that's when we get this. That's when we get a clock. Yeah. That's when. That's when the issues come. Yeah. It's not when it affects the guy. It's not when it affects the guy in L.A. Because no one cares about the random guy in L.A. But right. when it hits home. home. Amen. That's how I feel about gay kids. Like until your kid is gay, you're like, oh. Oh, oh no. Right. Oh, uh, but when somebody you love is gay, all of a sudden, you know what? It's I different. love that person. Who They're cares? a great person. Why do I care about that? You know what I mean? And it all changes. It so, or, or a Muslim. Until you know a Muslim, you know, you, you demonize a Muslim. You, you, you know, until you know somebody that's here illegally. Do you know anybody here illegally? I happen to know a few people. And one, not by, on his own, came as a little child. I, I, can't, I don't, I don't, no. Here's, and, the, here's another solution we could do. Mm-hmm. For border security, mm-hmm. when people come in, mm-hmm. you should actually probably interview them. Yeah. Because you can tell there is there is I'm not saying I'm not saying lie detector all of them or something, but I'm not I don't want them turned away. Right. Because like you said, love thy neighbor, right. all that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want anyone turned away. Yeah. But you should actually get to if you get to know someone's story. Yeah. yeah. It's there's a story I heard today. My one of my professors, his brother's a. His brother's a huge meat eater. Mm-hmm. And because he's a huge meat eater, he got to take care of a cow one summer. Mm-hmm. The family gave the brother the cow. He didn't eat it. Mm-hmm. If you know somebody, the message is you're not gonna mm-hmm. you're That's not gonna good. eat it. Okay, we have to go, but I want to ask right. you this final question. In light of all these things that you have brilliantly, okay, for 20 years old, I'm pretty blown away, and I think my listeners are going to be blown away. Um, you're very articulate, and I've learned a lot today. I've learned, I learned a lot. Do you have hope for the future, for this country, of it getting better under the leadership of maybe more your generation or millennial generation? Hope is a force that drives us through the night. Mm-hmm. If you don't have hope, then you got nothing. I've battled disabilities. Mm-hmm. I've battled bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. The one thing that gets you through it mm-hmm. is hope. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's a hope in a higher power, mm-hmm. belief in yourself, mm-hmm. belief in society, mm-hmm. but everybody has hope. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to leave you with. I think hope. I think if we, I think hope mm-hmm. is important. Hope is, hope is. Okay. Thank you, Thank so you much. Bobby. Bobby, you're a sweetheart. I'm glad Thank you came you. and spent time with me. Thanks, Thank honey. You.